0: Welcome back to another show, everybody. It is Alex and Liv here with Cats, Chats, and Coffee. We are happy you guys decided to join us today for our 11th episode. Ooh. I can't believe we are on <laughs> lucky number 11. Yeah. Um, so happy for you guys. For this one, we are recording an evening episode today. You know, it feels so
1: strange. You know? Honestly, I kind of like it though, Once in a Blue Moon. It's it like is. It's like just an evening chill. It's
0: nice. Yeah. We don't have a coffee feature. Today, because it's no. the evening, we're having some chocolate, no caffeine
1: for well, well yeah, chocolate, <laughs> Chocolate caffeine instead.
0: Um, and we're enjoying just a cool evening. And this is the closest you guys are going to have us live yeah. because this we, is like
1: almost a live show. We
0: are posting this tomorrow at 5 a.m. and yeah. it's the evening, so we're Basically update. Yeah, we'll see you tomorrow, <laughs> see basically, you tomorrow, um, if you're um, listening uh, this morning, uh, Thursday morning for yeah. this, so yeah, we decided that we wanted to do something more relevant and quick and up-to-date with where we're at this week, Yeah. Um, not pre-recording so far in advance, so... This one feels
1: very present for us both, like, this, very much right now, yeah, so... Yeah,
0: this show is going to be exactly where we're at, yeah, yes. so uh, let's just kind of dive into where we're at this week. What's going on with you, Liv? We're... Yeah,
1: no, for sure. I mean, the last, I feel like, because it's been a couple weeks since we recorded, Yeah. Um, so much has happened. I started therapy again, so that is probably one of the biggest things for me that has been present, and it's funny because, yeah, my therapy session was last week, but everything that we're kind talking of talking about and touching on today's topic is so relevant to mm. that as well, but Yeah, you know, just kind of going through a phase where I realized, like, I am just being really hard on myself. Right. Being, like, my own worst enemy lately. And I don't like that. And summer is closer. Like, we're getting some really warm weather this weekend, which is super exciting. I feel like that's, like, the kickoff to the hot weather for the season. I'm so pumped for that. So I'm trying to, like, think of that as, like, I don't know, developing myself to, just, like, bloom with the trees and stuff and be, like, a better version of myself. Absolutely.
0: I yeah. think this is an awesome time to do that. For people who don't know, um, Liv and I are into astrology. Heavily. And <laughs> I say that with, uh, with like, a grand insult. Yeah, I'm, you never know I what people are going to say. I spent the last six years of my life really heavily into it. Exactly. So, <laughs> um, basically, uh, Taurus has entered Jupiter. And in yes, the astrological world... That is a really good thing for our fixed signs. If you are a Taurus, a Leo, an Aquarius, or Scorpio, um, the energy has shifted recently. Um, And so, as Liv is drinking, is spilling all of her water
1: all over her right now. Oh my God, I just drowned myself. Are you okay? Still getting used to the new bottle you got me for my birthday? Thank
0: you. Drinking out of a copper bottle. Actually, we should talk about that too um, eventually. But yeah, um, so I just saw her like, the mouthpiece is just really
1: good. <laughs> I just poured water, okay, like, I down my shirt. Sure. I just want to make sure you're not choking. I am. You're I am good. not choking. I don't know how I didn't spit that out, because as soon as you said something, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm going to soak this mic. That's no, so I'm funny. good. Just good. My titties are a little okay. wet, for sure. <laughs> oh, my God. Those, Carry on. That I was get, beautiful, I get, a, Alex. I was,
0: oh, like, a... You're wearing a white sweater. What are they called? The wet T-shirt. Oh yeah, contest, she got a little wet cruise. T-shirt
1: preview. Oh god, you guys should sports be here. Underneath.
0: Um, so funny. Anyway, let's get back to some serious <laughs> stuff. Oh, <my> god. <laughs> so yeah, Taurus has entered Jupiter, like I said, which Jupiter is the planet of luck and abundance, relationships, and all these great things. Wealth so for everything. us who have been struggling a bit, um, since actually as early as 2018. Uh, get a little bit of a break. Yeah. For this the next is, like, 13 like the lucky months.
1: time for us. So. Yeah.
0: So the energy really has shifted. There was there I think we're actually still in a Mercury retrograde, so that's kind of something that everybody hears, but not everybody necessarily knows. But just trust we're in a Mercury retrograde. Mm. We've had a new moon, a new um, Scorpios also entered Jupiter, which is great. There's like awesome things happening with the energy and I think it's, it's really positive. Pulled yeah. us out of this shell of feeling not great and now we're kind of reflecting back mm. on that these past I mean for me I've been reflecting over the last four years really heavily lately and I think for you the same thing and it really kind of resonated with both of us when we were trying to figure out what we wanted to talk about totally. for our next episode and it it made sense
1: energetically where we're at and and where i think the the rest of the world like the energy just in general is at. we always kind of like do that even if we're not really planning to though like because anytime we talk about this or plan like what we want to come on and share with you guys it's always what we are feeling what is kind of relevant to us or going on in the world and funny enough we are all collectively like in tune whether you believe it or not so And if you look back or listen to our past couple episodes, like a lot of our topics, like self-sabotage, overthinking, like we've talked about a lot of these things that we have been struggling with personally. And both of us individually have received a lot of messages from people being like, wow, okay, I wasn't prepared to be called out on this episode today. Or, okay, it feels like you're speaking from my brain. And that's just the perfect representation of like, we really are all collectively connected. Connected,
0: Absolutely. We're Such all a great feeling
1: point. like the same prominent energy. Yeah.
0: Well, it's funny because we often only like live in our own heads in our own worlds and we mm-hmm. think, okay, this is something that's present for me right now. But we don't take a step back to realize, like, what's present for us could also be very present for the people around us. Absolutely. And, like, when you connect and open up and are vulnerable in a place where you're like, hey, this is what's showing up for me right now, I bet you'd be surprised that the people in your life are also feeling very similarly. And it's so important to recognize, like, when you're in that space, whether you believe it or not, you're never really truly alone in your feelings. Yeah. And I think that it's always funny to us where Liv will be like, oh, this is, you know, so-and-so how I'm feeling or X, Y, and Z and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh my God,
1: I totally get it with I, my brain. <laughs> yeah, like I'm, that's exactly Wait, how I'm too. feeling. Yeah. Like, Just like in my own individual experience, like obviously everything looks different to everyone, but if you kind of like pull yourself out of your own perspective and look at someone else's, you'll be like, oh, okay. I see the similarities here. I see that we are also going through similar things.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And the conversations I've been having with colleagues of mine with work, my family members, other friends of ours, it's very funny how without even having specific conversations about like this specific topic we're discussing today, they all, that topic or that theme shows up in the conversation. And Mm -hmm. I have had at least, I think I said four or five conversations in the last five to eight days of this theme being very present for everyone else and like you were saying it may show up in a different capacity but Mm -hmm. it's still at the the ground the roots of it when you get down to the foundation it's really exactly the same thing it's just manifesting in a different way and
1: I just think this is an awesome topic for us to kind of reflect on. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And like on that note, since we're kind of already diving into the topic, let's let's give you guys a little insight. So obviously today's episode, the path to self-compassion. So unraveling the intricacies of self-criticism and embracing inner kindness. So we're going to just kind of start off. We like to split these up in parts, as you guys kind of know, and we like to give you a little bit of backstory, maybe share where we're going through, and then obviously we'll get into kind of like the more informative pieces that will help you. We'll give you tips and tricks to take home and yeah, to just implement these kind of steps into your life so that you can make improvements for yourself as well. Um, So just part one, we're going to kind of dive in. So exploring self-criticism. So first and foremost, like where does this come from? What is this this negative thing that we are struggling with? It's the self-criticism to yourself, essentially. Um, and it stems from so many different things, obviously, like your own personal experiences shape this tremendously, but there's so many like societal pressures, um, that are going around, whether it's like the trends and stuff like that, like you're trying to stay relevant. Also the comparison that comes with trying to keep up with these trends or trying to keep up with society, um, and staying relevant. And, Yeah, even perfectionism is obviously another one that's super heavy and I've explained this one. (laughs) categorized myself like in that and Alex, I know you struggle with that one as well but obviously like I'm just laying these out and already I'm sure people's ears are perking up and they're like, yes, this feels really prominent for me right now or this feels like this one is most present and yeah, definitely just for me personally, the self-criticism is something that I've always really, really struggled with and I learned probably when I started my spiritual journey, journey, um, very early on that a lot of that came from my experiences from a very early age. Um, so yeah. And that's like family, friends, everything. absolutely.
0: I think that we are our own worst enemies mm-hmm. and sometimes, We think to ourselves, at least I do, I think if people only heard what was going on in my head oh, and make them sick, we've talked about overthinking, we've talked about imposter syndrome, we've talked about not feeling good enough. We've talked about all of these things and a lot of these behaviors aren't necessary external things that are being projected onto us. Like, I think you're horrible or I think you're a bad person. It's, I think I'm horrible. Mm-hmm. I think I'm a bad person. We're criticizing narrative. our looks, our weight, our jobs. We're valuing ourselves based off of how good we feel we are, how yeah. good we think others think we are. Mm-hmm. And it becomes this really toxic negative narrative in our minds of like how we're showing up in the world and it really for me at least it dictates a lot of my behaviors and my habits and my patterns is the how cruel sometimes or how critical i am of myself can really change my perception of the world around me and give me like a, a pair of sunglasses that aren't necessarily the true what i'm it's not seeing. giving you
1: an accurate representation exactly. of reality yeah yeah and to be honest it's not giving you an accurate representation of yourself as well totally. because like even just touching back to like our overthinking like when you spiral off on these scenarios we touched on how a lot of these were irrational fears right a lot of these self criticism things that we think about ourselves are they're outrageous they're not realistic they're not actually the true representation of how we are showing up in the world
0: yeah can you give me an example of like an area in your life that you're really critical with yourself
1: Mm, definitely productivity (laughs) I know probably everyone could say this right now as we like hustle culture is absolutely insane and I honestly just try to like steer clear of that stuff on social media because it can be like very overwhelming the amount of people that are probably going through this and like the weight of like what that feels like um but yeah definitely you know Oh, I haven't done enough today. I could still do more when you actually look back on how many hours I spent sitting behind my computer doing whatever work I was doing for that, like it was an excessive amount. I did my I did my job for the day. I should stop there. I don't yeah. have to push myself any farther. But yeah, I definitely struggle with the narrative of like always feeling like I could do more and never feeling like anything that I do is enough and that I have a laundry list of tasks and goals and to-do lists and all of these things that I just want to tend to and don't get me wrong a lot of like like I said goals are in there right so a lot of this stuff is things that I am passionate about but it kind of stems back to that like self-criticism it's just I'm giving it a negative narrative by yeah telling myself that oh I, I I'd spent two hours working on my OnlyFans today or I edited a full gallery for this photo shoot today but that wasn't enough. I still need to do all the laundry, and I still need to clean my apartment, and I still need to run my errands or whatever else. Like, yeah, I think
0: that is such a great example because it's really represented represent, representative. There you go. Uh, geez, I knew you'd get it. Of um, what you were saying earlier is about the societal pressures and comparisons and perfectionism. Like that that example that you just used really fit into those three boxes. It's mm-hmm. like you're looking at what. People on social media or influencers or billionaires or or authors or whatever are saying, you know, to be good enough, to be successful, to be happy, to be rich, you have to wake up at 5 a.m. and you have to do the 75 hard and you have to eat a strict vegan diet and make six figures and X, Y, Z. And sometimes all of
1: this is tapping into like doing, be more, do more, action.
0: Right, and sometimes where we're at in life, we're not necessarily in the space that that's relevant for us or that's going to, you know, get us to the goals that we actually want. It's just like what society is telling us we should be. It's like, Mm. you know, the mother, for example, she's, she works and then she has to come home and cook and clean and take care of the kids and get their lunches made. And like, that's never good enough to Mm. society. And it's like always doing more and doing more and you have to take a step back and instead of like giving ourselves grace to be like, wait a second, like I'm doing so much. I am going above and beyond. I am good enough. I am a good mother, a good wife, a good friend, daughter, whatever. It's like, I should be doing more. Mm. Or, you know, I made macaroni and cheese tonight when I should have cooked them a healthy chicken and rice dinner. And I only had the capacity to make mac and cheese because that's all I had left and I feel like a shitty mother because mm-hmm. I didn't you know, give the good nutrition to my child and like you're yeah. always criticizing nothing is ever good enough
1: yeah you're always like missing the mark you're always missing the bar which kind of thing is
0: not as absolutely not the case
1: yeah and I think like so this is where I want to touch a little more on perfectionism and comparison specifically so comparison like Like you said, oh, well, I could be feeding my kid this better, healthier meal. So a lot of this comparison heavily affects that because we see these millionaires, billionaires, successful people waking up at five, then we see the life they have and we instantly connect those two together so that if we continue to wake up at 5 a.m. every day, we're going to be successful like everyone else. And that's just not real. That's just not the reality. We are all individual. We don't need the same things to be successful Also, I think another thing that we just haven't been aware of enough is that every individual person is going through different phases in their life. So there's going to be a phase where you are going to be doing more, you're going to be more productive, and then there's going to be a phase and it could be a couple months where you're going to be sleeping more, you're going to be resting more, you're going to be doing therapy and staying home and crying more or whatever it is that you need. Like We're not meant, it's impossible to think that you could wake up five at 5am five days a week Every week for the rest of your life, like Mm -hmm. you will be absolutely exhausted. And this is where I want to tie in the perfectionism. Where are you setting these like unrealistic expectations of yourself? Like, is it actually necessary for you to get up at 5am to be successful? Is it possible for you to just maybe manage your time a little bit better so that you have more hours through the day to get everything that you are allotting for yourself to get done? Is it possible to take some things off your plate, off your to-do list to pull back a little bit? Are you actually putting way too much like on your, on yourself, too many pressures on yourself? We need to kind of disconnect from that. It's so funny. I'm saying this and Alex is just like looking into my eyes and (laughs) nodding at everything. And I'm feeling so reaffirmed as she's saying this and I can't help but chuckle because I'm like, I'm trying to motivate myself at the same time saying this yeah and I know that you're listening to it and taking it so personally as well
0: yeah it's just it reminds me of something really funny like as you're speaking I'm thinking like the analogy of like fitting a square peg into a round hole mm. and trying to force something to fit whether it's a template like watching a kid play one of those like hexagon
1: toy games or something <laughs> and and you're like no man it nice. just doesn't, doesn't go fit there. there yeah
0: and I think sometimes yeah. you know we create a template of what success or happiness or the perfect Canadian dream looks like in mm-hmm. our instance or if you're wherever you are in the world listening that dream of of your version of you've perfection. made it here you've made it thing. wherever you are yeah I think that A template is a template, but it's meant to be fit into the space of what makes sense for you. You can use it as a guide, but it doesn't have to be your blueprint to what makes you successful or happy. Absolutely. And sometimes we forget that. We try to, we build ourselves a sandbox or a sandbox built for us. Mm. And we're trying to fit ourselves into something that doesn't necessarily fit. Mm -hmm. And instead of looking at the sandbox and saying, the sandbox is wrong. Or instead of looking at the template and saying, well, that template was created inaccurately. We blame ourselves.
1: I don't fit here. We are
0: the ones who need to change. We are the ones who are wrong. And we're always quick to not just judge ourselves, but we judge other people for not fitting into the expectations or the templates that we create or form Mm -hmm. for others. And so I think it's, it's a full circle type of moment is like when we stop and be a little bit more kinder to ourselves. It gives us permission and grace to be kinder to others. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to look at everybody else and see the things that say you want and not maybe have right now and not think that you're a failure. Mm-hmm. And I think you you had said that productivity was where you're struggling right now. And I feel very similar in that sense of, mm. I. there is this, untapped potential yeah of awesomeness that I'm too of, lazy like, living or life or too afraid or I could be doing more I could be giving more of myself I could be working harder I have all the time in the world I don't have any responsibilities and I'm wasting it hmm. and then I kind of go into this, like, hamster wheel of I feel bad about myself, so I'm going to do something to make me feel better, but that thing is not productive to make me feel better. The self-sabotage we spoke about last episode. And then it becomes this, like, self-fulfilling prophecy of, like, validating those negative internal thoughts. Mm -hmm. So I'm creating a story about myself that might not be true, but if it's not true in that moment, I'm going to make it true Mm. by creating a scenario that i'm actually validating this thing and i can be like okay well i actually am lazy because Mm. i could be doing xyz yeah
1: i think that's like probably one of the most powerful things for people to know specifically about self-criticism as well is if you have these underlying limiting beliefs about yourself i am lazy i am unproductive i am stupid i am not pretty whatever it might be about yourself you're gonna do if like you actually believe those to be true about yourself. You're going to do everything you can in your power unconsciously to validate that over and over and over again. And then you're going to wonder when you come conscious, why do I feel this way about myself? Why do I keep acting this way? Why can't I, why am I not capable? Why am I not enough to be able to live the life that I want or go after those dreams or whatever it is that it's like pulling you at that moment. But yeah, that's one of the biggest things about self-criticism is oftentimes these things that we think about ourselves are not true, but we are repeating these negative cycles to prove these untrue beliefs about ourselves. Yeah. And think of how much energy is going into that cycle, and that's why you feel drained. Of course, that's why you have no motivation and you're struggling to pull yourself out of that and like I'm I'm fully aware that I'm saying all this, but I am someone who is going through this cycle right now. But when you're able to stop it and pull yourself out and put all of the energy that was being sucked up into that, into actually like proving these positive beliefs about yourself and showing up for the life that you do want to be showing up for that better version of yourself. Like, yeah, it will feed the cycle the same way as this negative one does. It's just, you got to pull the reins a little bit to actually get yourself there. And yeah.
0: I love this because it, it's kind of really great lead into the piece that we people are probably thinking, but we haven't said yet. Mm. And this role of being critical of ourselves often comes from the ego. Mm. And I know that this is sometimes our woo woo or a woke term or a spiritual term, but the ego is basically what's created inside of ourselves as a mechanism to protect ourselves and to keep ourselves safe
1: isn't it called the what's the second brain of it called the not the alligator brain (laughs) Oh, the reptilian. Reptilian brain. Yeah. Also. So and if we go
0: into like Freudian, there's like the, the id, the id, the ego. Like it yeah. all stems from like psychological. I mean, I'm trying to pull my my university degree. You're like saying I this. I'm like, it. wow, that takes you back to that yeah, one high school class I took. Psych 100 <laughs> at St. Evang's. But yeah, I this has been studied for years. Yeah, there's a lot and of
1: research on yeah, this. Yeah,
0: and the ego really is the it, – it helps – to keep us in check and it's mm. it's there as a, a way to remind us that we need to keep ourselves safe. It's like a
1: precaution almost so
0: sometimes instead of looking at the ego and saying okay thank you for your note. I will observe this thought and then I will respectfully do the opposite. Yeah, It's like I am, you know, I want to go after, pretend I was auditioning for something and I wanted to sing on stage at Canada's Got Time. I can't sing, but let's just use this. And I was afraid of not getting through or failing. So instead of actually going for it, I'm like, well, I'm not good enough. I'm being critical because the ego is protecting me from being embarrassed or protecting me from failing. And honestly, instead of befriending it and understanding where those feelings come from and recognizing that oftentimes the ego shows up in a fear response and a trauma response, when we're Mm. triggered, when we're not feeling our best selves, we try to push it away or we have it be all consuming. Absorb us. Yeah. Then we forget
1: that it's possible to detach from this and it doesn't have to take over. And that's where those like negative patterns kind of come in though, because if you've been so in tune with your ego over and over and over again, as soon as that thought comes through, it might be the ego, but you might not have the awareness and the moment to like classify it as that. And then you get sucked into that. And another thing I want to point out is like, the ego and this is why they call it the reptilian brain is because we stem from animals we have animalistic tendencies to us we that's why we have a stress response system it's to check to make sure we're safe we're not in danger and obviously like 9 times out of 10 you're not in danger anymore because we have like a very modern we're world, built, modern world yeah, yeah worlds around us so things are very very different but those reactions that is still there in us so it's important for us to decipher between that like when it's coming up and kind of how alex said like identify that it's the ego and thank it for its service thank you for protecting me thank you for giving me this awareness or flagging this for me so that i could become aware um but yeah just kind of like noticing in the moment to be able to change that's obviously like the hardest step
0: i think that's kind of where and like, let me just speak on behalf of both of us. That's where we're at. We're getting to Mm. a place where we're starting to recognize that this isn't us and this is our ego. And like, we've been heavily
1: self-identifying with the ego. Yeah.
0: And I think, you know, when they say, oh, her ego is bruised or you're feeding the ego. It's like the whole prophecy. I don't even think I used that word correctly, but that's like, you have two wolves inside of you. You whatever one you decide to feed becomes the stronger one. So you can mm-hmm. either feed the ego, validate those fears and those things, those critical thoughts of yourself, or you can feed your higher self. And the opposite of your ego is your higher self. Mm-hmm.
1: It's the real you. Right. It's yeah. the
0: the the unconditional love. It's, it's the potential the, you have that you're not even like tapping into yet. It's everything that is who you should be and could be, but aren't allowing yourself to be because we're consciously allowing our ego to define and dictate and control our behaviors and our actions when we show up in this world. Mm -hmm. And I think that what we're kind of trying to speak to right now is understanding that criticism can be important, but it gets to a place where it can be hurtful and detrimental. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the step to getting to that next level is just The first thing we have to do is find the awareness Mm. and start to recognize, is this me like we were saying, or is this my ego? Is this something I'm afraid of? Mm -hmm. Or is this actually truly my gut feeling is telling me that this isn't a good thing or I'm not going, shouldn't do this or X, Y, Z. So it's like starting to look at your life and the patterns in your life and pinpointing parts of your life that might not necessarily align with the future version of yourself and asking yourself the tough questions and having people in your life who are accountable to you and also recognizing you and asking you the tough questions as as well seeing Mm -hmm. you behave in a way that's not conducive to the goals and the desires and the beliefs you have of yourself that are good Mm -hmm. and watching you act in a way that's harmful or detrimental or the opposite path of the of what you've said you want for your life and,
1: you know. Who you actually want to show right. up as, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like she said, awareness is, like, the first thing, but when you have the awareness, it's kind of like what you do with that awareness makes or breaks your, ne- like, literally how she said, you can either feed the hungry ego wolf or you can start starving them and feeding, practicing, like, nurturing your higher self and showing up as the version of yourself that you want to. Um, but yeah, so after the awareness, obviously the next thing that comes forward is going to be self-compassion. And this leads us into part two, which is the power of self-compassion. And I know kind of like saying this probably after hearing all that, you're like, okay, self-compassion, like how is that going to help me conquer all my fears, work through all this negativity and like get to a better place with my life kind of thing. And don't don't knock it till you try it first of all cuz like there's a lot of power to it but i also think it's just i think it's something that's lacking in this day and age like we really at least for me that was not self compassion was not something that i was taught growing up it was not something that i saw like my family utilizing for themselves and even a lot of my friends like yeah so i think it's yeah we're heavily stuck in the ego and we're not able to tap into that side but Anyway, we're going to kind of <laughs> dive into this. Yeah,
0: no, that's a great introduction into this. I think, like, I you know, the, the, the beginning of this is that we are our own worst enemies. Mm-hmm. And when you become your own worst enemies, when you are criticizing yourself... And, I mean, we're not even discussing the fact that there are people out there who criticize us. And there are people out there who actually validate those negative things that we feel about ourselves. And we're... That's a whole other topic: setting boundaries and, and separating yourself from from negative experiences. This is, yeah, more about this like is taking internal... responsibility yeah. for your own
1: how you treat yourself. Yeah, and your relationship with yourself right. because of because that. we're
0: energetic people. So what we believe we receive, mm-hmm. what we think comes into fruition. We manifest everything, every thought, every voice, every action, every behavior creates more of the the same thing that you're doing. So if you're somebody like myself and like Liv and you believe that when you put energy and thought into a negative thing and you're giving attention to that thing, you're creating more of that same thing. And if we're constantly telling ourselves, we're not good enough, we're lazy, we're not X, Y, Z, then you're only thing left is to be that exact thing. Yeah. So the opposite is true with the compassion part. And for me, it's really hard to be kind to myself. Mm-hmm. I can be kind to others, no problem, but it's extremely hard to feel worthy enough of self-love. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of people even if they're not conscious of that or recognize that, if they took a step back and said, how am I treating myself lately? How am I, what am I, what are the thoughts going on in my mind? Mm-hmm. What kind of
1: behaviors? What does my relationship with myself actually look, look like? like. I pull the curtains back and, and see the real truth. Exactly. Look in the mirror and yeah. stare at yourself for five minutes. Is there more that you could be doing for yourself? Are there places where you're putting yourself on the back burner and putting other people's needs above your own? Are you like, is it detrimental to your well being? How's your mental state lately? Like,
0: and remembering at the end of the day that I think sometimes we have a hard time thinking that self love isn't selfish. Mm. Like, if I'm going to give myself love or set boundaries or, you know, say no to something, if you feel like not feeling the guilt or the shame that comes from cultivating a a place of self-love and compassion and and patience and and grace with yourself and I think that when you are able to cultivate that self-compassion your mental health gets better Mm -hmm. you feel more resilient to things you feel more energetic you feel you know your overall well-being
1: the motivation to like go after those dreams or those goals or to you know, run those errands and tick off that to do list is actually going to be there because you have a nicer relationship with yourself. You didn't talk yourself down to try and motivate yourself to go do things for yourself. Like, do you see how warped that can really be there? But yeah, it's
0: and it brings back the idea of like when we're manifesting those things It's like when you start to give yourself grace and are treating yourself kinder you are telling the universe and you are sending an energetic vibration of love, which means that you'll receive more of that and you'll validate that. Yeah. Which would you rather validate a self fulfilling prophecy of love and contentment and peace and patience, or would you rather create a life of feeling like shit and not doing the scarcity, you never do. having enough. The, like, yeah, the lack scarcity yeah, mindset. Yeah, feeling like you missed
1: out on your opportunity. Like that's not what life is supposed to feel like. Yeah, I think we both like really realize that we've just been very much like f- feeling like a victim to our own life. And when that comes up, like we said, we immediately know that that's the ego hat has been on way too long, and it's kind of taken over for us a little bit. So yeah, like today we literally were talking about it and like we are both just fed up with our shit and at the point where like we're so hyper aware of how negative and awful we really have been to ourselves. And we've talked about this a lot because I hate to say it, it was kind of something that we bonded on pretty early on in our friendship because we were very self-critical of ourselves. We held very high expectations of ourselves and It was funny to joke about at the time, but like now after many months of us feeling burnt out and still working towards things that we're passionate about, but also still feeling completely drained and wondering why things aren't flowing or why we don't feel in alignment with what we're doing and realizing that it's not because we're out of alignment with the path that we're on. It's because the path that we're walking, the feet that are walking that are holding us back. The person in the body not so much the body, but the mind, I'll, I'll go to that is, is detrimental right now. It's taking a huge toll and it's just actively creating more negative situations in our lives. Like I was joking about this with one of my friends the other day, I've broken six really big items, Mm -hmm. not, well, not really big, six items ranging from really big, all the way small to a little tiny shot glass, six items in like a month. I am not a clumsy person. I don't usually drop things. I definitely have not shattered that much glass or broken that many mirrors, like probably in my entire life. And this past like month, six weeks has really been when I've just completely gave up on basic needs for myself. Like I'm talking sleep, eating, just your bare minimum, like what food and water. Like I've really just been neglecting my basic needs, my personal needs. And I've noticed it and yeah over the last like however many time like all these things are breaking in my face and i just feel like it's a representation of like get your shit together live stop allowing like you to fuck everything up for yourself don't be your own worst enemy get out of your own way yeah and like it's me breaking these things out of nowhere and just like shattering it all by myself like in my own so i just feel like it's yeah, and maybe that's my own personal take on it, but it's a big representation of my like self-identity right now.
0: I love that. I think sometimes it is great to look at how our internal world is manifesting an external experience. If
1: you look for signs, whether it's negative or positive, you will find the Absolutely. signs. There is so much out there constantly just popping up, and if you're open to it, if you're receiving of it, you will see it. Yeah. So just, yeah, connect to that a little bit. It's a fun one.
0: I think that the next step that we get to is like, first we're critical, we recognize and have awareness of the criticisms, and mm-hmm. we make the decision and the choice to become more compassionate. But how do we do that? How mm-hmm. do we, tr- we can't just, we get this, we can't just snap our fingers. Oh, it's not that easy. You can't just wake up one day and say, I'm so happy with my life, I'm beautiful, and I'm so grateful, and xyz, and all that stuff. At the end of the day, it takes active it's like a muscle behavior you work it. changing. And yeah. something that we we're practicing actively right now, Liv and I, in our today life, this week and in the last few weeks is uh, reframing our mind. Mm -hmm. And what this means is there's, it's the decision to look at a situation and look at the negative point of view and look at the positive point of view. And I'm not talking about rose-colored glasses. I'm not talking about toxic positivity. I am simply talking about taking a situation and reframing it so that you can understand it with a little bit more compassion and a little bit more patience. And I actually have a a story that kind of really aligns with this. As an example, I was talking to somebody, if I can share that. Absolutely. Yeah, I was talking to somebody. uh, I did ask her to share the story. And it's the, so she basically has known this guy for, like a decade, and they uh, dated I, I think eight nine years ago, and fell in love, and were just at a place in their life where it wasn't really meant to be. Some things happened, and it didn't work out. And then he got into another relationship over the last seven years. She went and like built her business and all that stuff. And recently they've come back together after spending these last x number of years really understanding where they're at in life and in their time as individuals have done the work to get to a place where they're more communicative they're more aware self-aware I love that. all that stuff and then recently they went on a trip together to reconnect um and kind of see where it's like
1: a love story <laughs> yeah it should be a movie
0: um <laughs> see where they're at again now she is really ready for a relationship. She feels like I, she loves this person. He makes her feel emotionally secure and safe. She can be her full self, vulnerable, open, honest. They can. She has these five kind of things. If he aligns with me spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, and financially, he's the person I want to be with. And this guy who has spent the last decade working on himself has gotten to a place where he basically is ready and he feels like she meets those needs as well. There's just one thing missing. He's not fully ready to commit to a relationship yet. Mm -hmm. And this trip that they were on, she basically expressed to him like, I'm ready to get into a relationship. I love you. I'm in love with you. I want to be with you. I want, I could get married to you tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And he received all of that. And he said, I'm almost there, but I'm not there yet. And I don't know a hundred percent if I will ever get there, but I don't know if I won't get there. I'm just so close, but I'm still, there's still some things that I want to work on. I want to be single for a little bit longer. I want to figure my own shit out. Mm -hmm. Now, what she told me was the old version of her would have taken that and said, okay, I'm not good enough. He doesn't think I'm beautiful. He doesn't, doesn't love me. me. He doesn't want me. Yeah. He he doesn't want to commit to me. He just wants the physical part of me, but doesn't want the emotional part, all of this stuff. She would yeah. have gone down this she, story. She would have created a narrative in her head, despite what he said to her, which mm-hmm. was, you're amazing. I love you. You're all the things. I'm just not. There's something missing, and I have to figure that out. She would have created a story of, it's my fault, and I am It's a reflection of me. Horrible." Mm. And instead, she got to the place where she said, it's not that he doesn't want me, it's that he respects me too much to not give me all of him.
1: To not give me what I need. Which
0: is what I deserve. Yeah. And she was able to reframe an old narrative of not feeling good enough to feeling so confident in who she is and feeling so secure and trusting in him Mm -hmm. that she's worth it. And that, you know, she's willing to wait and to get into a relationship with somebody when he's a hundred percent ready. And that that's not feeling like shit.
1: That's respecting where we're both at. Well, yeah, because the guy definitely covered his ends. Like, he's communicating his feelings. He's being clear. He's telling her how he truly feels about her. But he's also not just giving her what she wants, which is him in a relationship, just because he wants her kind of thing. Like, he's actually doing the due diligence to kind of keep the space until he knows. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's he basically... He has more to offer her. Right. Or, or... It's for him and for her. Yeah. It's like, I know that we could be in a really amazing relationship, but if I jump into this commitment right now, I'm not going to be my full self. Yeah. And instead of her resenting him or feeling like crap and saying, oh, I'm just... He doesn't love me. It's like, okay, I respect that because I am worth it. Mm. I am worth you spending more time on yourself until you're ready to be committed to me. I'm ready. Doesn't mean you have to be ready. And if this is supposed to work... Then it will, work. it will work, and if it yeah. isn't, then they're clear and they are open and honest with each other with where they're at. Yeah, and I think that that story is a great example of taking a situation that could go horribly and have ruined the trip, and she would have gone home and felt well, really bad. Literally, how
1: you just said all of those negative things that she could have felt about herself: "I'm not good enough. He doesn't want me. I'm not pretty. He wants other people besides me, or whatever the case is." Like that is a very different reality to what you just said there. He is working on himself to bring his best self to me. I am completely okay. I My cup is already full because I take care of myself. I don't need his to fill my cup kind of thing. Like Those are two very, very different realities, yet this is the exact same situation. Absolutely. It's literally
0: taking a moment and stepping out of your ego and looking at the truth of it versus mm-hmm. the false the false truths or the false narratives that we t- the stories we tell ourselves out of fear lack scarcity the ego all of those things yeah and sometimes it just takes a second to like be like oh wait is this my ego talking or is this the truth? And it really helps to navigate your it makes life a lot easier. Well, it's like putting
1: the pause button on like the emotional roller coaster that's about to suck you up and take you off. Like, yeah, if you can just have that moment of clarity before you get this like influx of yeah, emotional trauma or old experiences coming up or whatever it is for you, like yeah, you have a opportunity here to change the narrative, to reframe your reality. Literally, step by step.
0: Yeah, and taking responsibility for your feelings and observing your feelings and instead of letting them consume you and encompass you you watch them, you appreciate the feeling, you understand where it comes from, whether it's a trigger, whether it's a trauma response, whether it's an old story you used to tell yourself, whether it's something someone else who was a crappy person used to tell you, you, which, you know, is kind of stuck with you. It's like you let that freedom comes when you learn to let go and surrender to the fact that you deserve the best, happiest, kindest version of yourself. I wouldn't say the
1: things that i say to myself to my best friend absolutely not and if we heard what our best friends said to themselves would we sit there and take it god alex and this was like i said touching on like how our friendship started and we like bonded over being very self-critical that was something that i started calling her out for very clearly from the start and then it you know i returned the mirror to myself and I was like oh okay I do the same thing and um yeah so I feel like this kind of really flows us into part three well so the next thing is overcoming challenges uh and embracing growth so this we're kind of going to dive a little bit more into how practicing self-compassion like how that's really going to change these negative patterns for yourself because obviously like we know in the moment when this is coming up like You need to be able to stop before you get reactive. You need to stop yourself to have a moment and really choose. Like, this is an opportunity where I don't want to repeat the same pattern. I'm going to overcome this. I'm going to challenge myself to not say the same negative spirals that I would usually say or to not, I don't know, spiral to the same self-sabotaging habits that I usually do. Like, That's really what the biggest thing is and having self-compassion in the same moment of doing this, you're going to be able to, you're going to be able to change the narrative. Like we just said, the reframing, you're going to be able to give yourself a more positive outlook and maybe just, I'll give a quick example for myself. If I had a gallery that I wanted to edit and I wasn't able to finish the full gallery, maybe I tell myself, okay, and this is what the self-compassion looks like. I'm accepting that it was unrealistic for me to think that I could do the entire gallery in one night. That's not possible for me. I can see that that was an outrageous expectation of myself. I know that tomorrow when I go to reopen this gallery, I am going to put my best foot forward because I'm going to choose tonight to get a good sleep instead of staying up all night and editing this entire gallery. And then therefore making my day tomorrow even harder to get through Something as simple as that is choosing to literally give yourself more love, give yourself more time, give yourself more rest, whatever it is in that moment that you need. That's what self-compassion looks like. Looking at yourself and giving compassion for what the situation is and taking a moment to see what the needs of this person is. How can I meet those? You would do that for your friend. If your friend called after a breakup, you would, okay, what does my friend need right now? You would even ask them, stop and ask yourself the exact same question in those moments what do i need right now do i need to stay up do i need to drink a coffee and stay up till 2am to edit this probably not i probably need to go and do my skincare and get myself put in bed because it's already 11:30
0: yeah you're setting yourself up for success because you have this like deep unwavering knowing of who you are mm-hmm. and i think when you learn to become friends with yourself and learn to love yourself it yes. all comes down to self love like i said like self love isn't selfish Because I think you mentioned this earlier, you mentioned this before, it's like we can't be there for other people, whether it's our partner, our children, our friends, our parents, ourselves, if we're not there for ourselves first. Mm -hmm. Like we need to take care of ourselves, we need to create opportunities of success versus opportunities of just fulfilling those fears and those failures, because we're not actually setting ourselves up for a place where what we're doing is beneficial to the, the next stage of where we want to be. No, and of course. It's really sad to see, like you said, it's like if Liv was sitting here crying, talking about a breakup, I wouldn't be sitting here being like, oh, she's pathetic. You should get over him. I already. know. How why dare are you, you crying? go back to him? Yeah. You asked for this. Huh? Like, you would It's never your fault. Say that. Like, you wouldn't say those things. So it's like sometimes. Do not say them to yourself. Yeah, sometimes you have to take a step back and be like, wait a second, what? Like, what? Why? Ask yourself why. Is like why am I treating myself this way? Start to understand. The next step is like okay, now how can I change that? My mom always used to say this to me, and it's always stuck with me. It's like when you know better, you do better. Mm. And sometimes when you know better, you don't do better, nope. and that's okay. But it's just the awareness part. When you start to that's when you need it, self-compassion. That's now. yeah, that's exactly it. It's like okay it's taken me X number of years to even become aware of this pattern or Mm -hmm. this behavior. Okay. Now I want to change it and it's going to take however long it takes to get to the place where you're changing this old habit. And it's like, as long as you become aware of the problem, you have such a beautiful, huge opportunity ahead of you to make that change. But you also just have to start somewhere and you can't be expecting to be perfect. It's like, It's like you want to start a new project, but you think I have a thousand steps to get there. Just do 20 minutes.
1: Yeah. Like start start. with step one. It doesn't matter what that looks like. Each little baby step and like hold your ground through each of them. Like you will make so much more movement doing something like that than in the first day you try to change all your bad habits, well, guess what? The next day is going to be a hell of a lot harder to keep up that behavior because it was an unrealistic standard. It's
0: like sometimes I'll catch myself, like I'll go for a walk and catch myself talking bad about myself about something. Oh, I, you know, I shouldn't have slept in that extra hour, like all these things. And then I'm like, Oh, and then I notice it and I'm getting way better at noticing it a lot quicker and reframing. Okay. But I was exhausted. And if I I didn't sleep that extra hour, I wouldn't be able to perform better at work the yeah. next day. Like, And then you remind yourself and you tell the true story versus the story of guilt or shame or whatever feeling is
1: associated to it. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. And like I was saying earlier about how it's a muscle and you need to work it, like after you do learn to have the self-compassion for yourself in these moments, your next thing is really just to practice that over and over and over again and remember that every tiny little movement, every positive impact is exactly that. It's a positive impact. It's growth. It adds up, right? So definitely do that. There's a what's that blue hair analogy that you oh wanted my God, to share? That's so funny that you brought that up. Yeah,
0: okay. So the blue <laughs> hair analogy. I feel like I that, completely like, forgot about it. I feel that. like it hits
1: right here. That's so. so
0: great, Liv. Um so yeah, I don't know. People've probably heard about this. If you haven't, bear with me. So there's this analogy that people often say is like When I if I was to look at Liv, Liv has long, beautiful black hair. And if I said to her, she walked into the room, we were gonna sit down to record in the studio, and she she has got her normal black hair, and I look at her and I'm like, Holy fuck, why'd you dye your hair blue? It looks so horrible. Your blue hair makes you hideous. Well, I would never do that. And she's looking at me and she's like What the hell is wrong with you? I don't have blue hair. Like, it doesn't bother her. (laughs) She's unfazed by it because I'm literally making a criticism about her that's not true.
1: Yeah,
0: It's like if somebody sits there and says something that you don't identify with Mm -hmm. that doesn't align or resonate with you, it doesn't phase or bother you. She's going to think there's something really wrong with me or I need to get my eyes checked. To say that her blue hair looks ugly. Now, when we start to say, I'm fat, or I'm stupid, Mm -hmm. or I'm unlovable, or I'm all of the things that make me feel less of a person, it's like, I don't believe those things about me. I need to work on not letting that resonate with me because it's just not true. It's like, I don't have blue hair and I'm also not stupid, and I'm also not fat, and I'm also not ugly, and I'm also mm. all these other things. It's like, let those negative, self-critical,
1: self-talk. Let them be like confusing. Yeah. Let them be like, huh? That's not. Like, I don't, don't identify. What are with you that? talking about? I'm not stupid. I I am actually really smart in all of these things that I'm passionate about. I'm not unlovable. I have three cats at home that are like waiting for me to come home because they love me so much. And a best friend across from me who's staring at me with googly eyes. <laughs> yeah, <I can't. laughs> I'm, I'm like, just yeah, yeah. My heart's like, she She's just feels so, so, so happy. And that's <laughs> the big yeah, smile. It's, it's so, so cute. <laughs> uh, but that's no, but true. that's the reality of it. Like it's not true. And you need to practice that over and over again and catch it in the moment before it takes the next step before it now becomes this unreal Negative yeah. narrative about yourself. Yeah, make it
0: as unrealistic as having blue hair. And again, if you have blue hair out there, you probably look fucking gorgeous. Yeah, I don't think this like, is actually this just, anything this, against it's blue just hair. An, no, there's nothing
1: against blue hair. It's like something obviously not true about you. Though. Yeah, like, like
0: we could use any analogy. Obviously,
1: we are worthy of love. Yeah, like, yeah, and, and so are thing. you,
0: blue-haired people. Yeah. Marge Simpson, if you're listening. All <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's funny. I
1: guess they're more than just blue hair, but yeah.
0: I think the last thing, Liv, if you want to start us out, is like, what are some tips and key takeaways that we can give people so that they can have some tangible reminders or practices that they can put into their everyday lives to help them get to a place of being a little bit more compassionate and loving of of who they truly deserve to be.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, when I'm listening to podcasts and stuff, like obviously, I love hearing people shoot the shit and share their opinions and all that stuff. But honestly, like the tips, right? Like what, what are you really here for? Like, yeah, sure. We can tell you about self-criticism all we want, but you really want those tools to be able to take home and to be able to actually change this behavior. That's what we want for you guys. That's what we want for ourselves. So yeah. First one, practice self-compassionate mindfulness. This is a good one. Cultivate mindfulness by recognizing your self-critical thoughts without judgment. So that's like remove the goggles. Do you know what I mean? Like pretend like you are talking to a friend, look at your Animal or your closest loved one, and think of their cute little adorable face when you're like thinking of these things. Acknowledge them as passing mental events rather than personal truths about yourself. Treat yourself with kindness and understanding in those moments, and remember that your feelings are not facts. They are validated, they stem from something like we've touched on many times. This can come from trauma, coping mechanisms, old experiences, things people have said with you that just stick. But remember, That these are not a true representation of you and how you are showing up in this world. I love that. Yeah, it's something else, right? It's just, it's not you. And we're going to let that be free.
0: Yeah, love that. Second tip here is challenge the negative self-talk. Don't be afraid to stand up to your ego like you would stand up to a bully. Yeah, like why are you
1: being so mean? Yeah,
0: some people have, they call it their like alter ego. And it's Mm. funny, it's like they, they... have like a funny name for it i don't even want to say a name because there could be a listener out there with that name um (laughs) like yeah something horrible and they name themselves that and that's like my other self and that's the negative the the bad wolf the 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 devil on my shoulder so challenge negative self-talk become aware of the negative self-talk and actively challenge it replace self-critical thoughts with more compassionate and realistic statements Ask yourself if you would say those things to a friend in the same situation. It's exactly kind of what we've referenced. And it's just practicing those small moments. Is like, if you can't picture yourself in the mirror, then picture you screaming you're ugly, disgusting to your dog. Mm. or
1: some your, never Or your partner it. or your child. And then that guilt that you immediately feel when you think of that, like you should feel that same guilt talking to yourself. And if you don't, that is a perfect representation of how lacking your relationship with yourself actually is. Absolutely. And
0: something that I've actually recently practiced is I pictured my age now screaming those things to my five-year-old self.
1: That's another one. Yeah. Scream that to like little Liv, little Mm, Alex. And like,
0: I was like, oh my God, I felt so sad for her. I wanted to pick her up and hug her and tell her she's safe and beautiful and worthy.
1: Yeah, but you know what? 30-year-old Alex is also worthy of that exact same response. So yeah, yeah. we need to learn that for sure. All right, tip number three, cultivate self-awareness. So pay attention to the triggers for your self-criticism. Like notice where these patterns are coming from, what situations they stem from. And yeah, they'll tend to obviously trigger self-critical thoughts and emotions. Developing your self-awareness can help you interrupt the cycle of self-criticism And yeah, just having that awareness. Also, just for me, knowing that I'm in this place where I'm looking for the egoic thoughts. I'm looking for those spiral moments where you said on your walk where you kind of get caught in it and you don't realize. Just having that like saying this statement out loud that i'm going to be aware of that changes so much already and then like the muscle analogy i said every time you do it you're going to you're going to pull yourself out of those spirals a little bit quicker each time it gets easier it absolutely does. Yes. Um,
0: and these are just again these are just re, re re kind of acknowledging what we've already spoken about so it's just reminders yeah um practice self kindness Obviously, this is a little bit more self explanatory, but we want to treat ourselves with the kindness and care you would offer a friend. Offer yourself words of encouragement, remind yourself of your strengths and accomplishments, and practice self soothing techniques during difficult times. Oh,
1: I have something I want to add to this. Absolutely. So, something that has worked for me in the past, think of the recurring, like, wholesome compliments you've gotten throughout your life. So, just for example, like some that really have, like, stuck with me is that I have very good energy and I give people a very and grounding space for them to feel comfortable enough, like sharing and opening up and being vulnerable. I've also had a lot of people like really share how comforting it is for them, knowing that I openly share about my mental health issues or anything really that I struggle with. So when you're struggling to find positive things to think about yourself, think of these things that people have told you through a, maybe what your coaches told you through school, maybe your teachers, maybe close friends say these little compliments that you kind of just like, you know, you shrug them off and you don't really take them, but they actually mean a lot to you. Like, remember these things, because if you get them repeated over and over and over through your lifetime, like, I would say it's a pretty good, uh, like, you could probably gauge and say that, yeah, this is a true thing about yourself. But I found that helps me personally, at least. Yeah, because sometimes I can't, you know, you struggle when you have a rough relationship with yourself to find something positive to say. Totally. Sometimes people are always like, stand in the mirror and
0: start pointing out the things you love or just start to say, that I'm can worthy, and beautiful. Really if you don't believe it, it's really, it yeah. doesn't resonate as much. But if you can pull in something that someone else said, like, you know, I have really pretty eyes. Well, I've been told that. So even if in the moment I don't believe it, I can at least start trying to see what other people see and it's easier to reflect on some things just like it is when it's the opposite and it's negative that somebody else said about you. So find those self-soothing opportunities to practice that self-kindness.
1: Yeah, for sure. All right, number five, set realistic expectations. I obviously have (laughs) said this one a thousand times and Just gonna keep nailing it. I love that this one landed on you. It's It's so perfect. Right? It feels really triggering. It does feel good. good. Yeah. (laughs) So recognize and challenge your perfectionistic tendencies. Yeah, this is really just screaming at me right now. (laughs) Set realistic goals and expectations for yourself. Understand that making mistakes and facing setbacks are part of learning and growth. That's a really big one that I definitely struggle with. Remember that there are gonna be failures, there are gonna be setbacks. But we, and we've said this, if you guys listened to a previous episode, you might already know what I'm about to say. It is always a redirection, it is never actually a failure. Alex, what's your, your, Quote here, share it for the people. One yeah, more time, the
0: reason season our lesson. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. So it's. <laughs> I
0: feel like I need to get that tattooed or like create merch or something. Or like we got a great <laughs> yeah. product with yeah. that on it
1: for sure. Honestly,
0: if you want that, DM us. Let us know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll make that happen. Yeah, but yeah, I could not explain that in a better way. It's I, just clear as day.
0: Honestly, I actually just quickly scanned the rest, and each of them really hit. Like, if you look at these, it's so funny. So triggering to us. It is like kind of perfect for where we're at. Uh, Are you good with that one? Yeah. Perfect. So uh, the next one here is seek support.
1: <laughs> I know you're, I was like waiting for you to read it, uh seek support and validation. Yeah, so I think what she's saying is they are very specific to us, which is funny because we actually didn't plan on going in this order. We planned the all. opposite order we not accidentally just started, but Yeah. Um and keep I going. the funny thing is
0: we'll just expose ourselves here as I'm not really good at looking for asking for help um and asking for my friends
1: to hold space for my problems. She's amazing at doing it for other people, but she's <laughs> like, quite literally trash yeah. at doing it for herself.
0: So it's just funny because you're like, I don't set realistic expectations. Yeah, like, I definitely struggle
1: with the expectations. I'm not very good at Yeah, and you struggle with the support. So it's almost
0: like it's calling us out for our own challenges. But yeah, seek su- let's let's go back. Seek, <laughs> th- this is for you guys, too. Uh, seek support and validation. So validation isn't a bad thing. Also, you no. want people to validate great things about you. So reach out to trusted friends, families, or professionals who can provide you support and validation therapy great place for this yeah uh discuss your self-critical thoughts and feelings with these people and ask their perspective Mm. guidance and encouragement having a safe positive experience or space like the podcast for us is a great opportunity for us to really work through some things and and know that what we're working through also resonates and supports people Mm -hmm. uh that that it gives us a space and gives you guys a safe safe space to like recognize and acknowledge. Listen these and
1: yeah, like I don't know whatever you're doing on the other end of listening to this. Yeah, like, I'm sure you're diving deep into your own personal. So
0: absolutely. So it's just creating opportunities where you don't feel like you're alone and have to go through all of this by yourself like mm-hmm. we are a community we are a collective and we need connection and so reach out to people that trust you that are kind to you and that love you and support you and will
1: validate these awesome things about you totally and i think another point to quickly add to that is that sometimes you'll get a different perspective and you'll have some clarity on things that you might not be able to see for yourself like That can be very, very helpful to, yeah, just have someone pull you out of your own narrative, right? That can be really tough sometimes. Yeah. So number seven, again, oh my God, (laughs) this one is really attacking me. Celebrate achievements and progress. (laughs) So acknowledge and celebrate your achievements no matter how small. Shift your focus from self-criticism to self-appreciation. Oh, this is a good idea. Keep a record of your successes and refer to it when you have self-doubt arising. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is definitely, I, I feel like I've shared this a little bit as well on here is just struggling even with the small things to give myself a pat on the back for that. And nothing is ever going to feel like it's good enough if the small stuff isn't even getting the credit that it deserves. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. So, yeah, that's... That. It's like
0: that... I'm taking that one home. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like we say, oh, I have so much more on plate. I can't do this. I can't do that. If you just do 20 minutes, let 20 minutes be an achievement. Mm-hmm. Be proud of yourself. Celebrate that 20 oh. minutes, girl. I could I could tell you all day every day how proud I am and how I'm watching you grow and all the things that you're working Stop on to it. better don't yourself. That, but at the end of the day, it doesn't it falls on deaf ears if you don't
1: actually see that for yourself. And that's the hard thing cuz even as like you guys hear how I just responded as she's saying that to me, like that is a hard thing for me to accept to take. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because I see the end goal for myself and I know that I'm not there yet. But that does not discredit all of the work and all of the healing and all of the progress that I've already made. And I have, I have come a very, very long way. Mm-hmm. I think everything that's been present for me, and I'm just gonna quickly share this. That has been the heaviest thing for me lately. Is just giving myself credit and realizing that, like, I'm an amazing human. Yeah, I've absolutely. done incredible things, and 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 continuing to do so. But that's really hard to. To say about ourselves and to acknowledge yeah but we're practicing it here Absolute with you guys and girl. we
0: hope you guys practice it too honestly life is a journey to a wee experience and it is not a marathon or it's not a sprint rather it's a marathon yeah. and it's you know if we wish away our lives like how sad would that be if yeah. we don't appreciate those Missing little moments so much yeah yeah and the last one here <laughs> Which again resonates with me because I'm not very good at this. Yeah, uh, is practice Sorry. self-care, and and that could look like a lot of different things depending on who you are. Uh, so engage in activities that promote self-care and self-compassion, such as engaging in hobbies, practicing relaxing techniques, getting sufficient rest. Nourishing your body with healthy food.
1: <laughs> Just ended uh, on that note. <laughs> yeah.
0: Which is so... That is so funny. Yeah. It's like... <sighs> how much do I really want to call myself out here as there's like a chocolate bar right in front of me um (laughs) but yeah it's like and that could look like I know Liv you had some tips of your own that could look like taking 20 minutes to journal that could look like going out for a walk in nature that could look like going and driving and leaving your apartment to get a coffee
1: so yeah I'm gonna challenge everyone as well with these specific self-care techniques for you don't Go to TikTok. Don't go to Instagram. Don't go Google or outsource what self-care looks like for you because you're going to get a pile of answers and probably a lot of those are not actually what you need right now. Tune in with your intuition. Trust yourself. Sit with yourself and maybe you have to take a couple deep breaths or like put the phone away and actually clear your mind to like tune in with what your body or your soul or your heart is calling for. But In that moment, maybe it does actually mean you just want to go get a coffee and you're going to romanticize it a little bit and go for a walk and smell the flowers on the way as you get it or something like that. Maybe you just need to sit and journal and brain dump for 20 minutes and get all of this negative stuff out. But something that I notice I struggle with is I've made a laundry list of self-care things for myself to do in the past. And by the end of the laundry list, it doesn't feel like self-care anymore because it's not. It's just another to-do list that I'm checking off. That and, you're
0: failing at well, if you it's don't another, do it exactly. Right it's another yeah.
1: productivity thing that I just have to complete in an accomplishment, yeah. right? So this is the perfect place. And obviously, this is a place where I personally struggle with it. So it's going to show up. But if this resonates with anyone else, like try and tune in with yourself and see what you actually need in that moment. You might be surprised and it might be something as easy as like, I don't know, a blanket or hugging a friend or calling your mom or yeah.
0: something Or small. even like taking, if you can, like 15 minutes to take a nap. And again, mm. that might not work for a mom with two kids who's busy and can't just go take a nap. So find something that does work. Maybe you go to the playground and you sit and read a book and watch your kids play. And like yeah. it, it can be as simple as getting the coffee or as robust as starting a charity and yeah. putting energy and effort into something that you're passionate about and that you love and you actually know without a shadow of a doubt in your mind that you're really great at finding something that to focus energy on that you are confident in if you're if you were a really good swimmer and you've always known that and that's it it's like the blue hair somebody could tell you you're a shitty swimmer but you know you're a great swimmer so it doesn't bother you yeah. go to the pool and swim a couple of lengths of the pool like yeah it, it can be just validating things that you're already awesome at doing or already Absolutely. enjoy um and just it's like that reframing our mind we're distracting our bodies and ourselves from spiraling down that negative self-talk or criticism taking yeah and those it'll, deep breaths
1: it'll like develop your relationship with yourself as well like tune into that intuition and start trusting it more and then yeah just work that practice work over it. and over have some grace with yourself and yeah, we are going to do the same.
0: Yeah, practice it along with us. You yeah. know, we're on the we're, journey too.
1: We're gonna pop in and update you. Pop
0: in, <laughs> bop off. Maybe
1: that one. Uh, um,
0: yeah. yeah so. These <laughs> evening
1: recordings, I feel like we're just like so much more. There's no mimosas this time. No there's mimosas. no alcohol or substance. This we're just is just wildlife. life. <laughs> yeah, this is late. We're exhausted. The evening. Yeah. I don't know, but well, it's it's a
0: prominent topic. Absolutely. And it takes energy anytime you're trying to shift and grow. And, and it's like... Yeah. More ugh,
1: energy. The than metamorphosis
0: you. of the caterpillar into the butterfly. is a lot of hard freaking work. Yeah. And you can't achieve and be the beautiful butterfly without going through some crappy things. Yeah. And just remind yourself that everyone sucks. <laughs> like we're not no one's perfect we all struggle yeah, like we're all there
1: with you it's like that's
0: just to make you laugh but we do everyone genuinely sucks but we're also all awesome so yeah. it's like remember that you're no better or worse or
1: any just of those give things. everyone the benefit of the doubt give yourself the benefit of the doubt totally swear to god it'll help <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay. anyway thank you On so much note. for being here guys we yeah. obviously love to have you and it was it was a fun
0: one yeah i i hope you guys got something from it we something appreciate to take home yeah all of the support and love as always yep find us on all the fun platforms
1: yep you know our instagram at cats and coffee absolutely and then there's our personals yep you'll find us <laughs> i'm not I'm, <laughs>
0: you know so anyway well with that let's just say toodaloo
1: yep till next time guys thanks for being here We will see you on the other side. All right. Bye. Bye.